You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr. Brian Greger from New Zealand and featuring an international team of animal health professionals. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. Hello and welcome back to The Vet Podcast. Just two topics for you today. Did you know that you may have a cat parasite controlling your brain? We then discuss an unfortunately all-too-common condition in dogs called a pyometra. How would you feel if I told you that some of your behaviour is not actually you, but you are being manipulated by a protozoa called toxoplasmosis? I have seen a few articles over the past few years where toxoplasmosis has been likened to a body snatcher. There are a number of references outlining the effect the protozoa has on rats, but the scary thing is also the effect that the parasite can have on the behaviour of humans. We will discuss toxoplasmosis as a disease entity in domestic animals, but we will also look at the effect that this disease could be having on your mind. A quote that has stuck with me from my early university days is that we all live in a sea of toxoplasmosis. It is that common. Toxoplasmosis has a two-step life cycle. The primary host is the cat, in which, as is the case with all good parasites, it doesn't bite the hand that feeds it. No clinical signs in the cat are normally shown. Any warm-blooded animal can be the secondary host, with the parasite primarily causing cysts in the muscles, although occasionally the parasite can also be found in the brain. The cysts are ingested when the infected muscle is eaten by the primary host, remember this is the cat, and the organism reproduces in the cat's small intestine. Oocysts or eggs are then shed in the cat's faeces and after several days they become infective to the secondary host, and the cycle continues. There are some health consequences in the intermediate hosts though. This podcast originates in New Zealand, and one of our primary exports is sheep meat, hence sheep are of economic importance here. Sheep also happen to be a common secondary host. Remember that toxoplasmosis eggs are passed out in cat faeces. It just happens that a lot of sheep in New Zealand are fed on hay during the winter. Hay sheds are usually nice and warm. A great place for cats to sleep and defecate. Life cycle completed. The major symptom of acute toxoplasmosis infection in sheep is abortion or miscarriages. So as a sheep meat exporting country, this potentially has significant economic consequences. Thankfully, there is an effective vaccine that most sheep in New Zealand are injected with. Humans don't get away lightly from this disease either. Infection is usually from contact with raw meat. Remember that the cysts exist in the meat or from exposure to cat faeces. This can occur when gardening. The acute infection causes flu-like symptoms and in agricultural countries like New Zealand a large number of people will have antibodies to the organism. Just as in sheep, a major consequence of the organism is seen if the bug infects the pregnant female. There are several syndromes seen. If infection occurs in the early stages of pregnancy, a miscarriage can occur. Later on, birth deformities are possible and in the later stages, the disease may show up when the infected baby gets to adolescence as convulsions and other neurological symptoms. 
Toxoplasmosis is also of significance to people with immunosuppressive conditions like HIV, leukemia, or perhaps undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. There is no vaccine available for humans, but there are a few simple things that can be done to hugely decrease the risk of infection. Make sure your hands are washed after handling cat feces or gardening. Avoid undercooked meat, salami and cold smoked meat because remember, the cysts live in the muscle. Finally, make sure you wash your hands after handling raw meat. This now brings us to the freaky, mind-altering stuff. Normally, rats avoid cats, as we all know. However, rats that are infected with toxo actively seek out cat urine. Obviously, this places the intermediate host directly in the path of the primary host, which is a brilliant bit of manipulation of the secondary host to continue the life cycle. It doesn't stop there though. Human males infected with toxoplasmosis have found to be less intelligent, more loyal, more frugal and more mild-tempered, whereas females are found to be more intelligent, more affectionate, more social and more likely to stick to the rules. Both sexes appear to have a higher level of neuroses, more guilt, more self-doubt and more security. There has been no obvious advantage found for the toxoplasmosis organism from these observations, but you do have to wonder what effect this organism may be having on human society. 7% of people in Great Britain carry the parasite, compared with 67% of Brazilians. Some studies have shown that there is an equivalent difference in the personality traits we have discussed between the two countries. Something else to think about. Sporulated oocysts, or the eggs, last longer in warm human conditions. Now I am not a sociologist, but are there more matriarchal societies in warmer areas? This begs the question again. Are we being controlled by a simple cat parasite? Most veterinarians strongly advocate spaying or desexing female dogs. One of the nastier conditions we see in non-spayed bitches is called apiometra. After listening to this podcast, if you haven't done so already, you may want to get your girl spayed. Here is the story of Gemma. Gemma is a happy 8-year-old entire Great Dane bitch. Over the past few days, her owners noticed she had started to pant more than normal. She had also been drinking a lot of water. She was still eating well, but was perhaps just a little bit quiet. One thing that the owners had noticed now, though, was that she was licking her vulva, where they had also noticed a discharge. On examination, she was bright and perky, but I could feel a doughy mass in her abdomen. At this point, I made a tentative diagnosis of a condition called pyometra. A pyometra is a condition in non-spayed female dogs where the uterus becomes infected and fills up with pus. The classic symptoms are as Gemma presented. Increased drinking, often a vaginal discharge. In the later stages, the bitch becomes quite subdued and dehydrated. Male dogs are often attracted and there may be a swollen vulva. Diagnosis is made on clinical signs, blood tests, often the white blood cell count is greatly increased, history and imaging. That is x-rays and ultrasound. There are two forms of pyometra. The first is an open pyometra where the cervix is open and the pus is discharging. Harder to diagnose is a closed pyometra where the cervix is closed. There may be no discharge and all that may be seen apart from a soggy dog that is drinking a lot is a swollen vulva. There is only one permanent treatment, that is to spay the bitch immediately. 
there is an old veterinary saying that you should never let the sun go down on a pyo. The risk of leaving a bitch with a pyometra is not only the toxicity of the infection, but also the risk of the uterus rupturing, releasing pus into the abdominal cavity. It is possible to treat a pyometra medically, but this is only a temporary cure, and the next time the bitch is in season, she will develop a pyometra again. If the bitch is a breeding bitch, it is possible to get her in pup after the medical treatment, but she must be spayed before her next season. Medical treatment is only used by us on rare occasions. Pyometras are caused by hormonal influence on the uterus. This can be caused by normal hormone fluctuations, but can also be caused by abnormal events such as ovarian cysts. Anyway, back to the story. Gemma was rushed into surgery and it was found that her uterus was in fact full of pus. She also had a large ovarian cyst on one of her ovaries. Gemma was spayed, had an uneventful recovery and was discharged the next morning. The moral here is that if a bitch doesn't have a uterus, she cannot get a pyometra, except for a very rare occurrence called a stump pyometra. Here is a good reason to get your bitch spayed, as well as the decreased risk of mammary tumours and no unwanted puppies. Just a reminder, we are still interested in hearing from you if you are an animal health professional and would like to help with the making of this podcast. Email us at vetpodcast at gmail.com or message us through the Vet Podcast Facebook page. Equally, if you have an animal health topic you would like discussed, drop us a line. You have been listening to The Vet Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, The Vet Podcast app in Play Store, iTunes, Google Play, or bookmark us in your favourite podcast player. To contact us, message through Facebook or email vetpodcast at gmail.com.